What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC 297, Sean Strickland versus Drigus Duplessis. Uh, as always, man, please like and subscribe. Um, if you're new to the channel, uh, what I do is I go through and I give out all my picks for each of the fights. Then at the end of the video, I give out my bets for the card. I always give out my stuff for free. I want to see everybody make money. Um, and uh, if you're not interested in watching my videos, you can uh, go to my social media as I post all my bets and stuff on there. Uh, high kick underscore fight picks is... Um, Instagram and TikTok, and then there's a high kick fight picks group on Facebook as well. Pretty easy to find. Um, yeah, and excited to finally see some new faces up at the top of the middleweight division uh, with Adesanya stepping away for a little bit and everything. So should be a really fun card. And and uh, just kind of remember the last time that they had an event in Canada, all the Canadian fighters won. So you you might want to make it just a, a Canadian parlay just in case, <laughs> just to be safe. I'm I'm thinking about doing it. Um, and what else, what else? No, no results to go over. Um, uh, cause we're coming off the long break. You know, the other fights haven't happened yet. And, uh, yeah, man. So lost a lot of good fights on this card. You know, Volkanovsky versus Teporia got moved. Makachev versus Oliveira got, uh, canceled. Uh, Blokovic versus Ratchik. Um, Reyes versus Olberg. I, I had a big play in on Olberg already. And of course his fight got canceled. <clears throat> It's early in the morning, man. So uh, first up, we got Malcolm Gordon taking on Jimmy Flick. And Gordon is 33 years old, 5'7", with a 70-inch reach. He is 14-7 and 2-4 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus-130 favorite. And yeah, a lot of people talk shit about Gordon, you know. Um, ha hasn't looked the best in the UFC, but he was a killer before he came to the UFC. Um, you know, when you look into it, though, his losses in the UFC have been to really tough competition. Jake Hadley, uh, Mikhaev, Albazi. Um, Suma Darji is the only loss that's questionable, but that guy's a sniper, man. You know, he's knocked out some people. Um, and the, you know, the bad thing is all of his losses have been by finish. That's the only thing, you know, that really scares me about this fight. Um, he has five wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Uh, both these guys haven't looked good really in the UFC. Both have been, uh, finished in their last two fights. Uh, but I do think Gordon is the more well-rounded, uh, fighter than Flick. You know, I think Gordon's the better striker. And, uh, you know, Jimmy doesn't really have good takedowns, you know, to get Gordon down to implement his game plan. You know, he's a really good jujitsu guy. Um, you know, Gordon's going to have the power advantage as well. Uh, this will probably be the, this will be a fight that's more on, you know, probably the easiest fighter that Gordon has fought in the UFC yet. Um, someone a little bit more, you know, um, I don't want to say on his level. I, I don't know, just somebody a little bit, uh, it's an easier fight for him, man, than he's had <laughs> pretty much so far. And uh, he's taking on Jimmy Flick, and Jimmy Flick is 33 years old, 5'7", with a 68-inch reach. He is 16-7 and 1-2 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-110 underdog. Yeah, so Jimmy, Jimmy's good at one thing, and that's jiu-jitsu, 14 wins by submission. He's never won a fight by knockout, um, but he has been knocked out six times. All, all but one of his losses have been by knockout. So, um, you know, both these guys have been getting finished in the UFC, but Jimmy's apparently been getting knocked out since way before the UFC, so... Um, he's not good on the feet at all. He eats a lot of leg kicks. He wasn't checking them in his last fight. Uh, really, you know, really, really hurt him, man. He was hurt bad from those leg kicks. He could barely stand up in, in the first round of that fight. Um, 
he shows 27% takedown accuracy in the UFC, shows 39% striking defense, which is quite possibly the worst I've seen um, in a while. Uh, lands 1.99 strikes per minute while absorbing 5.05 per minute, which is really terrible. Um, now, anything can happen in this sport, man. If Gordon made a dumb decision and went to the ground with Flick, he could definitely lose this fight. Uh, but he should win this fight. You know, I'll take Gordon to win by knockout round two. Um, but, you know, the way these guys have been performing, you know, recently or whatever, you know, anything could happen. I was kind of tempted to put money on Malcolm Gordon, but I ended up talking myself out of it. I do have him in some parlays, you know, some little parlays, but uh, not not putting a solid, you know, a solid bet on him, even though I, I, I feel like I should for some reason. And next up, we got Jasmine Jazdavicius taking on Priscilla Cachuera. <clears throat> and uh, Jezdovicius is 34 years old. She's 5'7 with a 68-inch reach. She is 9-3 and 3-2 and and in the UFC, and she's a minus 375 favorite. And yeah, over the past few years, I've become a big fan of Jasmine's. Uh, the Miranda Maverick win really kind of put her on the map for everybody and, and just showing how good she was, you know. And, and she made a damn good account of herself against uh, Tracy, Tracy Cortez. You know, in my opinion, I thought she did pretty well uh, for somebody who was, you know, underdog and, and, uh, you know, Tracy Cortez is undefeated in the UFC, if I if I remember correctly. Um, she has two wins by knockout, one win by submission on her record. She's never been finished before, even as an amateur. Um, she's a good size for the weight class, has a long reach. She's going to have a three-inch reach advantage in this fight. And uh, she's going to want to use that long jab in this fight, you know, to keep Zombie Girl back back out of range. And uh, until she can work her takedowns, I think it'd be it's pretty obvious she's going to want to, you know, work her takedowns in this fight. Um, her wrestling has gotten a lot better. She's really started to hone her skills, man, and, and become a complete fighter. And I, I think we're going to see great things from her in the future. Um, she's she's good at using her wizard kick and throwing her opponents over. You know, nice trip takedowns, good submission defense. Um, she does her best work when she's the one pushing forward and really putting a pace on the, on her opponents. Uh, great knees in close. Um, you know, she was she was eating Miranda Maverick up in that fight um, with her straight uh, her straight left hand from Orthodox. Um, she shows 80% takedown defense, averages 2.17 takedowns per 15 minutes, um, absorbs on average 4.41 strikes per minute while landing 3.54. So, I mean, a little work to be done there. Could be better on the numbers there, but uh, very good at taking the back and keeping it. You know, she throws a lot of volume as well. Um, and I think she's got a, a really solid shot at winning this fight. And uh, Priscilla Cachoeira is 35 years old. She's 5'7 with a 65-inch reach. She is 12-5 and 4-5 and and in the UFC. She's a plus 290 underdog. And yeah, I've kind of become a fan of Zombie Girls as well, man. I like the way she fights. You know, it's, it's exciting. She's a brawler. She's probably one of the hardest-hitting women, you know, in this division. Uh, seven wins by knockout. Has never won a fight by submission. Um, but most of her losses have been by submission. So, I mean, that's uh, not very well-rounded, I guess you could say. You know, takedown defense hasn't been the best. Uh, nor the submission awareness and defense, um, but she had her she had her movement uh, her moments in the UFC. She knocked out Lipsky, and Lipsky's on a good run right now. Um, her debut was against Valentina Shevchenko, so that's no easy debut. And and as far as advantages in this fight, she's definitely going to have the power advantage on the feet. Her striking isn't the greatest, but you know what makes it effective is that she doesn't really care, man. She's just gonna she'll just throw you know without setting things up. And and although it isn't the smartest way to fight, she does catch people off guard sometimes. So. Um, you just kind of got to watch out for that. And uh, where was I at? Where was that? Uh, she really relies and loads up on the right hand a, a little too much. Other than the power, you know, the only thing I think she does that she does well is, is she's good with her elbows in the clinch, you know, in close. 
Um, doesn't move her head off the center line very often. Shows 66% takedown defense and 33% takedown accuracy. She doesn't shoot takedowns uh, very often at all. Um, absorbs way more than she lands at 7.13 and 4.12 strikes per minute. Um, I think Jasmine has a clear advantage in the wrestling grappling. She'd be a fool not to use it. And uh, if, Maver if Maverick can finish Cachoeira and get her down, Jasmine definitely can, I think. Um, Jasmine's going to get her first finish in the UFC here, probably by submission. Uh, let's say submission round two. Next up, we got Johan Lyonese taking on Sam Patterson. And... Uh, this is a this is a fight that I went back and forth with myself on for a little bit uh, doing the notes on this. Um, uh, Johan Lainez is thirty one years old, six one with a seventy six inch reach. He is nine and two and one and two in the UFC, and he is a minus one forty favorite. And uh, this is a surprising line to me, man. Johan hasn't looked you know the best in the UFC. He does hit very hard. Um, he has big power for sure. Um, he's been finished twice in the UFC, and his one win in the UFC was a split decision win that he arguably lost. Um, his cardio has been a big issue in the past. He he usually has a good start to the fight, a good first round. Um, he's explosive early, you know, loads up on his shots way too much, but um, does hit very hard, and he knocks people out when he lands. So uh, six wins by knockout, never won a fight by submission. Um, he has the UFC experience advantage in this fight. Uh, we saw him get taken down and submitted fairly easily last time out by uh, Mike Malott. Um, doesn't put out a lot of volume, you know, according to the UFC, he only landed 70 strikes in the, in the three fights in the UFC so far, um, shows 29% takedown accuracy and 80% takedown defense, but he hasn't really been shot on very many times. And we saw him a lot, was able to get him down pretty easily, um, absorbs more than he lands at 2.34 and 3.44 strikes per minute. Uh, not a lot of things I can say in his favor here. You know, it's kind of both ways with this because you just don't know what you're going to get out of Sam Patterson. Um, but aside from the big power advantage, you know, Lainey's, you know, he's taking on a guy here that's that even though he fought a lightweight, he's still going to be a huge welterweight, you know, as far as the height and the reach, um, which is where this fight's taking place. Unless unless Tapology has it wrong and Lainey's is dropping down to 155, which I seriously doubt. I think he's too big to do that. Um, and he's taking on Sam Patterson. He is 27 years old, 6'3", with a 78-inch reach. He is 10-2-1 and 0-1 in the UFC, and he's a plus-116 underdog. And yeah, maybe the reason Sam is an underdog here is he got caught with a big shot in his debut and knocked out. Um, but before that fight, you know, he fought in Brave FC and he had a lot of success against real tough Russian guys over there. Um, he's the more well-rounded fighter here, I think. Uh, four wins by knockout, five wins by submission. And, uh, you know, obviously he's the better grappler, uh, dangerous submissions. He's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. Uh, like I said, first fight at welterweight for him in a long time. I don't know if he fought at welterweight in the past or not. Um, I didn't go that far back. But... um. I'm I'm curious to see how he will look, you know, at welterweight. He does keep his chin a little a little too high in the air at times, man. That's something he's hopefully worked on. Uh, great conditioning, though. You know, that's been his best weapon in the past. Great cardio, good pace. Um, if he can get out of the first round here, I think he can win this fight. Um, on the contender series, he had kind of a bad start, you know, before coming back and getting the submission. Um, he got caught with some shots, but fought through it and whatever. Um, but you know, if he made the improvements in the past year, he does have the skills to win. Um, it's a scary fight to bet on. You know, Patterson's two losses have been by knockout. Uh, but before his last fight, he was 9-0-1 in his last 10 fights. So, um, he is a little awkward in his striking. Uh, stance is a little little upright and stuff like that, and just a little weird. Um, you know, it does throw nice combinations in close. He, he needs to keep his chin tucked, man, and he would win this fight. 
Um, so hopefully he's worked on that. You know, I, I'm going to go with the underdog to win by submission round two. Um, he does have dangerous chokes, but it's a scary fight, man. Um, you know, with him coming off a big knockout loss, we don't know what we're going to get. But uh, hopefully he worked on keeping that chin tucked. Next up, we got Gillian Robertson taking on Pollyanna Viana. And Robertson is 28 years old. She's 5'5 with a 63-inch reach. She is 12-8 and 9-6 and and in the UFC, and she's a minus 180 favorite. Um, yeah, she has looked somewhat better down at 115 pounds since she dropped down. Um, she's a good grappler, not the best striker. <clears throat> but you never know what you're going to get with her, man. One time she'll come out and look amazing, and then the next time she'll come out and, and not look very good. Um, you know, She has dangerous jiu-jitsu. That's what she's best at. Um, she had a lot of trouble with the footwork of Tabitha Ritchie in her last fight. Couldn't really couldn't really track her down. Um, if she can get the fight to the ground, she can win this fight for sure. You know the numbers the numbers on her aren't really impressive. You know, forty one percent takedown accuracy, forty four percent takedown defense. Um, I think she is a lot better, you know, grappler than than that's given you know given her credit for. Um, absorbs more than she lands at two point sixty and three point twenty one strikes per minute, uh, but it does say on average she gets. Um, almost two and a half takedowns per 15 minutes on average. I'm a big fan of Robertson's. Uh, she's a good looking lady. Um, I'd like to see her do well. Um, I want her to win. I, and I do feel like the UFC is trying to give her a good fight here at home in Canada that she can, that she can win. Um, and she's taking on Pollyanna Viana. She is 31 years old, five, five with a 67 inch reach. She is 13 and six and four and five in the UFC. And she's a plus plus one fifty underdog. So if Viana if anything, Viana is least a finisher, man. All of her wins have been by finish, five knockouts, eight submissions. Um, she's never been knocked out, but has been submitted twice. Uh, the only thing that jumps out, you know, uh, the most for me here is that she doesn't really have any super impressive wins as far as opponents yet in the UFC. Um, all of her wins are over people that didn't make it in the UFC. And, and you know, she has a loss to Hannah Cyphers, who who didn't make it in the UFC, so that's questionable. Um, Viana will have the advantage in the striking and probably the power advantage on the feet. Uh, she does have a real nice arm bar as well. Uh, she's known as a good grappler herself, man. She's not afraid to fight off of her back. Uh, she won't be able to take down Robertson, I don't think. Uh, but she is a 21-time uh, state jiu-jitsu champion uh, in Brazil, where she comes from. Um, so she's no easy fight on the ground either. I think I know she lost her last fight, but Lucindo is a beast, man, and, and Lucindo's been running through everybody. Um, this is a hard fight for me because they both are great grapplers, and I think Viana is better on the feet. So it really does come down to if Viana's takedown defense holds up or not. You know, they both they both have 44% takedown defense. Viana's numbers on the strikes are a little bit better um, at 3.19 landed and 2.63 absorbed. Um, you know, Robertson's big call to fame was when she submitted Rose Namanunez in a grappling tournament in like 30 seconds. You know, that's what prompted her to move down to, to 115 pounds. Um, I feel like Robert should, Robertson should win this fight, but, you know, what happens if she can't get Viana down? You know. Um, uh, it could be a rough night for her, you know, if she can't do that. So, um, I, I don't know that I agree with Robertson being a minus 180 favorite. People seem to be super, super confident in that. I can see this fight going either way, kind of, you know, it just, it just depends on whether Viana's takedown defense holds up or not. I am going to go with Robinson. I'm going to take her to win by decision. Um, but I'm not super confident in that at all, guys. Next up, we got Sire City. Taking on Ramon Tavares the second. Or sorry, <laughs> the second. 
this is their second time they fought. That's not his name. Tavares the second. Sorry. Early. Um, so, City is 27 years old. He's 5'11 with a 72-inch reach. He is 10-1, and one, and this is going to be his UFC debut. Um, he's a minus 180 favorite, and, and these guys have fought in the Contender Series not long ago, and, and City won by knockout. But, um, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is going out on me. Um, he won by knockout, but this is his, you know, that was his last fight, um, and, and it wasn't a very good stoppage, man. I mean, to how long ago was that? Let's see. So that was four months ago, and you know since then Tavares has fought one fight. He went back on the Contender Series and got a knockout. Um, so he's been more active. You know that was just a couple months ago, two months ago. Um, but uh, where was I at? Man, I got lost. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so City has six wins by knockout and two wins by submission. He's never been finished as a pro. Um, I wasn't very familiar with these guys before they fought on the Contender Series. Um, the UFC obviously thinks very high of of really both of these guys, but you know, City in particular, they're giving him a big fight on a pay per view at home in Canada. Here, I um, mean, he comes from Ukrainian descent, but he calls Canada home, I believe. Uh, tall guy for the weight class, he's going to have a two inch reach advantage. Uh, lots of finishes on his record, very fast and explosive, uh, well rounded. He's pretty good everywhere. At least, at least up to this point in his career, he's been good everywhere. Um, you know, the first fight was fun while it lasted. They both were landing good shots. Um, has City has a you know really nice high kick from Orthodox. Uh, seems like seemed like the early stoppage. You know, Dana White wasn't really happy with it or whatever because Tavares was clearly fine even though he got dropped. So uh, maybe that's why they're running it back. I, I definitely think City is the more well-rounded fighter here of these two. Um, but the striking did look pretty even in the first fight. Uh, actually, I think Tavares was getting the better of the striking until City landed that shot and dropped him. Um, so it's pretty close on the feet. He's taking on Ramon Tavares. He's 30 years old, 5'8", with a 70-inch reach. He is 9-2, and two, and this is his UFC debut. Uh, he's a plus-151 underdog, and Tavares has really nice boxing, very fast, very powerful, five wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, his two losses have both been by knockout. Uh, this, is a, this is a close fight, man. Tavares was having some success in the first fight. Um, you know, Tavares came back on the Contender Series and got a big knockout, knocked out a really tough dude uh, very quickly. And and City could have some problems if he doesn't use his grappling advantage in this fight, man. Tavares isn't somebody you want to mess around with on the feet, really. Um, he's trained at Team Alpha Male now, so he's going to be making a lot of improvements. Um, part of me really wants to go with Tavares, but I, I think I'm going to go with City. I'm not super confident, but I think if you fight smart, you know, um, he could definitely get the win here. Look for some takedowns, mix it up, you know, instead of just striking with Tavares. Um, and I think... I don't know, man. These guys are finishers, so I mean, it's hard. I want to say by decision because they're both tough, but somebody might get finished. But I'll, I'll take uh, City to win by City to win by decision. Maybe uses his grappling, keeps Tavares down. Next up, we got Charles Jordan taking on Sean Woodson. This is a fun fight, man. It's good matchmaking. Uh, Charles Jordan is twenty-eight years old. 5'9 with a 69-inch reach. He's 15-6-1 and 6-5-1 and in the UFC, and he's a minus-180 favorite. Um, Charles is coming off a really impressive submission and a win over Ricardo Ramos. Uh, you can really see that Charles has been working hard on his ground game, man. He's he's one of my favorite fighters. He's so exciting to watch, and you know he's fought the way tougher competition out of these two for sure. And what I like the most about him is how he comes on you know, very strong, usually in the third round. 
Um, you know, we've seen him start screaming at guys, throwing hard combinations, just going crazy in the third round, you know, all the way till the end of the fight. Um, he's, he's a very good, fast, creative kickboxer. And, and I, and I like how active he stays, man. He fought four times in 2022. Um, I actually scored the Shane Burgos fight for Jordan myself. He was destroying Burgos in the, in the third round. Um, his kicks are one of his best weapons fighting from the Southpaw stance, uh, really good, dirty boxing and close and, uh, and definitely in the clinch, uh, as well. And he, his takedown defense has improved a lot. He's really been rounding his game out. You know, in, in the Kron Gracie fight, he looked great. But, you know, Gracie's really only good at one thing. And Charles was able to fight smart and keep it on the feet. And it just kind of picked him apart. Didn't get didn't get too crazy. Just did what he had to do to get the win. Um, he throws a really nice uppercut. He fights well from both stances. Uh, he pushes a crazy pace. Throws a ton of volume. Um, he landed over 90 strikes alone in just the third round against Shane Burgos. So, it's good numbers, man. And, and his speed and accuracy are more than impressive. Um, I'm curious how he's going to choose to approach this fight against a guy this big. You know, um, the last time that he fought a guy this this big was Julian Arosa, and he lost that fight. Um, he will be at a big reach disadvantage here. Um, he does have eight wins by knockout, five wins by submission. He's never been knocked out, um, and he's only been submitted one time. But uh, doesn't go for takedowns very often, uh, which is why he shows 17% takedown uh, takedown accuracy. Sorry, uh, but. Yeah, he lands a lot of volume uh, at 5.71 strikes per minute while absorbing 4.21. Um, very exciting fight, man. Uh, I'm curious to see um, how he's going to choose to approach this fight. And he's taking on Sean Woodson. He is 31 years old, 6'2", with a 78-inch reach. He is 10-1-1 and 4-1-1 and in the UFC. And he's a plus-150 underdog. So... Both these guys lost to Julian Arosa, and, and I know it was a, I know it was a draw because a point was taken, but but Woodson should have lost the Luis uh, Saldana fight. Um, you know he got dropped and hurt badly several times in that fight. Um, other than that, though, his best win in the UFC was over Yusuf Zalal, and that was kind of a very close fight. I actually watching the tape on it, I thought Zalal could have won that fight, um, but he did knock out Terence McKinney on the Contender Series. That was very impressive. Um, I do think if they ran it back, Terrence would win. You know, Terrence is fighting up at 155 now. Um, he's very tall, long for the weight class. He's going to have a nine-inch reach advantage. Um, he's a sniper. He's got great boxing. Uh, hasn't been very active, man. He's only fought twice in the last two years. Um, he looked great in his last fight, but uh, how do you say that guy's name? Dennis uh, Bazooka. Bazooka. Um, you know, hasn't looked very good in the UFC yet. And Sean just kind of showed that he's a veteran and, and you know, more well-rounded and just kind of better than that guy everywhere. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Sean, Sean, um, Sean should use his, you know, he used his wrestling in that fight and whatnot. It did look pretty good, but it's hard to say that, that, you know, being that bazookas look very bad in the UFC, it's hard to say that if that, you know, if Sean really does have good wrestling or not, um, he does have very skinny legs, um, uses his jab very well. He's hard to take down because of his long legs. Um, he is a good fighter, man. I could see this, this line on this fight being a lot closer than it is. Um, this fight is more than likely going to play out on the feet. You know, if Sean does go for takedowns, he's at risk of getting caught with that guillotine choke. Uh, Jordan has a very nice Darce choke, very nice guillotine choke. Um, I think Jordan is more well-rounded striker on the feet, you know, but the, but this fight really comes down to how well, you know, Charles can deal with that long reach. Um, and that's the only thing that scares me on this fight. I think Jordan hits harder and, um, you know, I, Sean shows 80% takedown accuracy, but he doesn't shoot very often. 83% takedown defense. Uh, lands 5.41 strikes per minute and absorbs four strikes per minute. Um, so the numbers are close there, and and I'm going to be taking Jordan to win at home in Canada. 
Sean has never been knocked out, even Saldana. Even though Saldana almost knocked him out a few times in that fight. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to go with Jordan. I'll take Charles to win by a guillotine choke in the third round. Uh, maybe he hurts Sean and shoots a sloppy takedown. And he hurts Sean and Sean shoot, <laughs> shoots a sloppy takedown. And then Charles lands the guillotine choke. Next up, we got Brad Katona take it on Garrett Armfield. Uh, Katona is 32 years old. He's 5'6 with a 64 and a half inch reach. He is 13 and 2 and 3 and 2 in the UFC. He's a minus 180 favorite. Uh, so I had my doubts about this guy, man. But you know, I've been very impressed with him, honestly, looking into him and watching him on the on the Ultimate Fighter show and everything, and just really deep diving into his career. Um, his fight winning the contract um, was one of the best fights, you know, probably ever. Um, I don't know if y'all if y'all were able to see it, but that was my pick for you know fight of the year: uh, Katona versus Gibson. A uh, very entertaining fight, and uh, you know, and he beat Timur Valiev on on the show, which was a really close fight. Um, it's kind of shocking that the UFC cut him in the first place, man. He lo- he lost two fights by decision: one to Marab Devashvili, um, who's a killer, but you know, since then he's won seven fights straight. And if you count the the uh, if you count the tough show, he's got one seven fight straight. Um, Four straight wins in Brave FC, you know, with tough Russian guys. Um, he's very good, man, and, and he had a, a rough first round, but came back and took over the fight, you know, uh, against Cody Gibson. Um, the only bad thing about him is he's got a very short reach. Um, you know, he's well-rounded. He's never been finished. Uh, one win by knockout, three wins by submission. So not the heaviest hitter, even though he did, you know, rock Cody Gibson several times in that fight. Uh, Katona has a win over Bryce Mitchell by submission. So, I mean, obviously he's a pretty decent grappler. He has great cardio. He moves in and out of the pocket very well. Nice counter-striking. Uh, very good at using his feints to set up his strikes. Throws great volume. Um, he's got all the skills, man. And He's taking on Garrett Armfield. He is 27 years old, 5'6", uh, with a 70-inch reach. He is 9-3 and three and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. He's a plus-151 underdog. Uh, Armfield is coming off a, a, a knockout victory over a guy who you know, really didn't belong in the UFC. I mean, the guy got knocked out... Um, you know, on the road to UFC finale tournament and then got knocked out um, against Garrett Armfield as well. Um, but before that, you know, Armfield got submitted, you know, pretty easily up a weight class against David Onama. Um, Armfield has six wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Uh, only only has won one fight by decision, so he's a finisher. Um, two of his three losses have been by submission, so maybe that's a weak part of his game. Um, he did look really good in his last fight, man. The boxing was on point, uh, you know, He's got a a great one two down the middle. Seemed pretty pretty powerful. Great you know fast hands. Very very powerful. Um, you know, but it, but his fighting he's fighting a legit UFC competitor here, man. He, he's going to have a five and a half inch reach advantage. You know, going for him. Um, I think Katona may have to use his grappling here to slow down Armfield because uh, Armfield it really did look like a monster in his last fight. I mean, he didn't care. He was just going out there throwing hard shots trying to knock that guy out. Um, I think Katona is the more well rounded fighter here. Um, he's not a big finisher, but I would kind of rather see Armfield win this fight, but you know, he's just, I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> Armfield's fun to watch, but I, I'm going to be taking Katona to get the win here by decision, uh, like he usually does. Sorry, I got lost there for a minute. I thought I skipped a fight. Uh, next up, we got Arnold Allen taking on Mavzar Evloyev. This is a tricky fight, man. Uh, went back and forth with, on my, you know, with this one on myself, you know, for quite a while. 
Um, Arnold Allen is he's 29 years old, 5'8", with a 70-inch reach. He is 19-2 and two and 10-1 and one in the UFC. And he's a plus-137 underdog. I'm a big Allen fan. Uh, that's an amazing record to have in the UFC. Um, unfortunately, the injury in the uh, Calvin Cater fight kind of left us with some unanswered questions. And, uh, you know, Holloway is Holloway. Allen couldn't keep up with him. Um, you know, didn't, you know, he did his, he did his best. He was trying hard in that fight, man, but Holloway just was getting the numbers on him and out voluming and, and catching him with good shots. Um, Allen is an amazing kickboxer, great combinations, does have power in his hands, even though he hasn't had a lot of finishes in the UFC. Um, very technical, uh, very technically sound, uh, great counters, very nice footwork and, and head movement. Uh, seven wins by knockout and four wins by submission. Uh, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Doesn't take a lot of uh, unnecessary risk, uh, which is why he shows sixty-two percent uh, striking defense. Um, he's, you know, he's the only person that you know has really been able to to touch him up to this point is Holloway. Um, and uh, you know, Allen uses his jab very well. This is this is the the biggest thing for me is I wanted to find out if his takedown defense is really that good. And, you know, going back and looking through his record, watching all his fights, you know, the only person that had even close to decent wrestling that Allen, you know, has fought was Nick Lentz. And uh, Nick Lentz was getting towards the end of his career, you know, at that point. Um, and I, I definitely think Evliev's wrestling is better than Nick Lentz. But uh, that doesn't mean his takedown defense isn't good at all, guys. I, he does show 76% takedown defense. We just haven't seen it tested yet against, you know, a legit, you know, wrestler like, like Evliev. Uh, Allen lands 3.34 strikes per minute while absorbing, absor absorbing, I can't talk, uh, absorbing 2.86 per minute. Um, Allen has the advantage on the feet, and uh, if he can get it, if he can keep it there, this is a close fight. It's a tough fight to pick, man. Uh, he's taking on Mavzar Evloyev. He is 29 years old, 5'7", with a 72.5-inch reach. He is 17-0 and and 7-0 and in the UFC, and a minus-165 favorite. And yeah, the only knock that I really have on Evloyev is that he hasn't finished anybody in the UFC yet. Um, he has three wins by knockout, four wins by submission on his record. Uh, this is a big jump up in competition for him. You know, he's good everywhere, well-rounded, amazing wrestling, nice kickboxing, uh, very fast, accurate striking. Uh, these guys are these guys are a lot alike in the fact that they they both fight very safe. Um, Allen Allen has a way of fighting safe on the feet. Evloyev fights safe with his wrestling and control time. Um, Mavzar is coming off a win over Diego Lopez, who, you know, nobody really knew just how good that guy was until he got to the UFC, man. And it was a very impressive win, and, and he showed amazing submission defense, uh, great ground and pound, very, very, very heavy top pressure. Um, everyone on Tapology is going with Allen, which I find interesting. Um, I do understand it. You know, it's a decent price either way. Not often you can get these guys at these prices. Um, Evliev will have a two and a half inch reach advantage. He shows 71% takedown defense, 51% takedown accuracy, um, which has to be wrong, man. Cause it says he's landed, uh, it says he's landed five of 65 takedowns on UFC.com. Um, and he landed at least that many takedowns against Diego Lopez alone. So maybe they just never updated it. Um, lands 4.57 strikes per minute while absorbing 2.74, um, averages 4.71 takedowns per 15 minutes. So, I mean, he's got to have a lot better, uh, you know, takedown accuracy than what it says. Uh, yeah, he shows 62% striking defense, 49% striking accuracy. Um, I'm going to be going with Evoliv here. Um, I think his wrestling is going to help him get the win here, and uh, I think he's going to win by decision. But um, if he can't get Arnold down, man, he may be, in, may be in for a long night. So we'll see how it goes. Next up, we got Chris Curtis taking on Marc-Andre Barriol. 
I can track down this fight on my notes. They moved everything around on me. My bad. Okay, so Chris Curtis is 36 years old, 5'10 with a 75 and a half inch reach. He is 30 and 10 and uh, 4 and 2 in the UFC. And he's a minus 165 favorite. Uh, this is a fun fight, man, with a clash of styles. Chris is coming off of a no contest, um, no contest fight with with Imavov, where he was getting his ass kicked pretty pretty badly. Um, I like Chris; I'm a fan, but that fight was not going to go his way. And I had money on Imavov, so I didn't win or lose any money there. But I, I was uh, I was pissed nonetheless. <laughs> but uh, Chris has big power, and and his style is more so just to sit back and counter and look for the big shot. Uh, Fifteen wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, hasn't been finished in the UFC yet. Great boxing, great counter striking. Um, but that's pretty much the most of what he does. He doesn't throw a lot of a lot of kicks. He doesn't shoot for takedowns. Um, likes to just keep it on the feet and lay back for the, looking for that big shot. You know, he's the shorter fighter here, but he does have a one and a half inch reach advantage. Uh, fight southpaw. Um, he's very good at working the body with his punches. You know, shows ninety two percent takedown defense. Um, has never shot a takedown in the UFC. Uh, lands 5.36 strikes per minute, but absorbs 6.30 per minute. Um, two, two high numbers there. <laughs> so uh, He's taking on Marc-Andre Berriolt. He is 33 years old, 6'1", with a 74-inch reach. He is 16-6 and 5-5 and five and five in the UFC. He's a plus-136 underdog. So uh, if Mark can implement his style on Chris, he could definitely win this fight. Um, his best weapons are his cardio and pressure and pace. Um, he's gonna want to put Chris up against the cage and wear on him and tire him out, you know, and then and hit him with those little shots and elbows in the clinch and and look for takedowns. Um, but he has to do that without getting caught on the way in. Uh, he has ten wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, he had a bad start to his UFC career, but you know he's looked great in his last two fights. Um, he's a big dude fighting at home in Canada. Um, his style is kind of the perfect fit to beat guys, you know, who are good strikers. Um, I understand why everybody is going with Chris, but there's a part of me that thinks Barry Alt could pull this off. Um, I might flip-flop these guys on parlays, you know, and have one, at least one with Barry Alt. Um, I like Barry Alt's style, but the way he rushes in and brawls and leaves openings, you know, makes me think that Chris could land a big shot and put him away. Um, <clears throat> but Chris hasn't looked good in his last two fights, man. I feel like I could look like an idiot either way here. Um, honestly, I'm really tempted to go with Barry Alt. Um, I may make a parlay with Barry Alt as well, but I, I, I'm going to take Chris to win. Um, if he doesn't get the knockout, I think he'll land the bigger shots and hurt Barry Alt a few times to win the rounds um, and get a decision win, but he might very well land a big shot and get a knockout uh, with Barry Alt rushing in like that. Next up, we got Neil Magny taking on Mike Malott. <clears throat> I kept it pretty short on this one. <laughs> uh, Neil Magny is 36 years old, 6'3", with an 80-inch reach. He is 28-11 and 11 and... 21 and 10 in the UFC and he's a plus uh plus 212 underdog he's been in the UFC since 2012 man lots of experience he's fought the way tougher competition uh seven wins by knockout four wins by submission um he has been submitted six times man and and to get to the top you kind of got to go through Neil Magny I um, mean sent back some of the younger fighters recently Phil Rowe Daniel Rodriguez uh, but in between those wins he's had fights where he's looked terrible against really tough guys um, he's going to have a seven-inch reach advantage in this fight. He fights well in the clinch. Um, he has way more impressive wins than Mike Malott as well. You know, I, honestly, I, I can't say that. I can't say I feel that he does a lot of things better than Malott confidently. But we also haven't seen Malott fight anybody, you know, with a super serious resume yet. So um, 
kind of leaves a lot of questions up there, you know. And he's taking on Mike Malotti. He's 32 years old, 6'1", 73-inch uh, reach, 10-1-1, and 3-0 and in the UFC, and he's a minus-270 favorite. Uh, Mike is well-rounded. He's the more powerful striker and probably the better kickboxer. has nice takedowns. Uh, this is one of those fights, man, where I just, you know, watching the tape, I, I just think Mallet's going to win this fight, man. And I, I think Magny is getting towards the end of his career. Um, I think these young, new, well-rounded guys, you know, um, keyword, you know, the well-rounded may be too much, you know, for Magny. Um, the guys Magny has been beating recently aren't known for being, you know, good everywhere. Rodriguez is a good boxer. Roe is a big power puncher. Um, I think unless something crazy happens and Mike, you know, maybe gasses out or something, he should win this fight. Um, I'm going to take Mallet to win by submission, arm triangle choke, um, after he lands a big shot. Next up, we got the co-main event. Raquel Pennington taking on Myra Bueno Silva. And Raquel Pennington is 35 years old, 5'7", with a 67.5-inch reach. She is 15-8 and 12-5 and and in the UFC, and she's a plus-135 underdog. <clears throat> so... She's had kind of a late resurgence in her career, man. You know, she's on a five-fight win streak. Um, she's only been finished once in the UFC, and that was by Amanda Nunes. Uh, you know, she she fights well in the clinch and up against the cage. Tricky boxing, nasty guillotine choke. Uh, one win by knockout, four wins by submission. Uh, she's definitely earned the title shot, man. And I honestly didn't think a few years ago that we would be seeing her fighting for a title. You know, um... She'll be the bigger, stronger fighter here, probably, unless unless Silva's still on the steroids or whatever she had going on. Uh, Raquel's going to have a one-inch reach advantage. Uh, she likes to close the distance and fight in close and, and uses nice calf kicks, uh, uses great pressure and cardio. Uh, watching the tape on her, I really do like her boxing, man. You know, going going to the body with the lead jab, and then she comes over the top with the, with the right hand. Uh, Silva's biggest... Biggest skill is her submissions, uh, but Raquel's only been submitted, you know, one time at the beginning of her career. Um, if she can keep it on the feet, she's got a great shot at winning this fight. Uh, she shows 27% takedown accuracy. Uh, doesn't very sh- doesn't shoot takedowns very often. Uh, 63% takedown defense. Uh, 51% striking accuracy and 62% striking defense. Uh, lands on average 4.02 strikes per minute while absorbing 3.34. Um, it, it says she averages almost one takedown per 15 minutes as well. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but... Uh, she's taking on Myra Bueno Silva. She is tw- 32 years old, 5'6", with a 66.5-inch reach. She is 10-2-1 and 5-2-1 and and in the UFC. And uh, she's a minus-165 favorite. And she's coming off a win over Holly Holm that got overturned due to a failed test for steroids. Uh, not sure what the situation was with all that, if it was serious or not. Um, she's got great jiu-jitsu, very dangerous on the ground. One win by knockout, seven wins by submission. Uh, but looking back at her record, the only good win that that she would have really had would be Holly Holm, you know, the only really impressive win. Um, she has a draw with Montana De La Rosa on her record. You know, that's kind of questionable. Um, I guess because she's gotten, you know, some finishes is why they pushed her up to the top so fast. Um, I am a fan of both these fighters for sure, though. Um, you know, you would think, eh, you know, uh, but uh, her striking <laughs> isn't bad either. Great calf kicks in the, in the Holly Holm fight. Uh, Holly Holm was winning, was winning the fight, you know, fighting a great fight until she stuck her head in that choke. Um, I could see Pennington having success holding Silva up against the cage like Holm was doing at the beginning of that fight. Uh, Silva did seem to be hitting very hard in the Holly Holm fight. She was landing some big shots, but you know, was it was it the steroids? I don't know. But uh, I think the fight being five rounds helps Pennington more so. 
Uh, Silva has never been finished, but in the past she has looked tired in the third round. Um, I think early in this fight it's Silva all day, but if Pennington can get her into the third round, she could possibly have success. And and uh, you know she'll have to fight smart to get there if she's going to win. So it's either an early finish for Silva or a decision win for Pennington. And I, I still haven't quite made a, a decision on this. Um, still kind of been going back and forth, man. I, I kind of want to pick Pennington, man. I, I don't know. Um, unless, you know, Silva gets it done early. So, uh, I'll take Silva to win by, by submission, uh, round two. Confident in that? No, not really. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the main event. Sean Strickland versus Drigas Duplessis. And uh, Sean Strickland is 32 years old, um, 6'1", with a 76-inch reach. He is 28-5 and five and 15-5 uh, and and in the UFC, and he's a minus-125 favorite. Um, 11 wins by knockout, 4 wins by submission. I mean, this guy shocked the world, man. I'm a big fan of both of these guys. Um, you know, the world wanted to see Duplessis fight Adesanya. Nobody expected Sean to come in and, and beat Adesanya like that. Um, he really uses his pace and pressure well, and he he doesn't get tired, which is a big advantage I think he will have in this fight. Uh, Drigas did look a lot better after his nose surgery in his last fight in the Robert Whitaker fight, um, but we haven't seen him in rounds four or five yet. So, uh, which is where Sean thrives the most, you know. So Sean has great striking defense, you know, really just a boxing type style with the Philly shell. Um, doesn't overthrow. He's very technical. You know, he's he's gotten much better at checking kicks and deflecting shots and rolling with punches. Um, his power looked, you know, on point against Izzy. Dropped him in the first round. Um, and uh, he's taking on Drigas Duplessis. He is uh, 30 years old, 6'1", with a 76-inch reach. He is 20-2 and two and 6-0 and oh in the UFC. He's a plus-110 underdog. I mean, he's a great kickboxer, and, and he can grapple as well. Um you know, he's ex he's got he's always exciting to watch, man. His fights are always fun. He's very powerful. Um, he uses more tools than Sean on the feet, I think. Um, uses different attacks and awkward setups, more kicks. Um, we saw him get out grappled by Brunson pretty easily in the first round before Brunson gassed. Um, he does have a ton of submissions on his record. I, I don't think he could get Sean down if he tried, but it's always possible. Um, there's no question that Sean has the better cardio. Uh, Drickus may have the power advantage. Um, he does do a lot of rushing in, which could get him caught against Sean. Um, anything can happen, man. This will be a great fight. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be going with Strickland, just strictly based on, you know, how good Strickland is in the in, in the in the late rounds. And, um, you know, all he has to do is get it out of the first few rounds, and I think he could he could win this fight. So, I'm going to take Sean to win by either decision or by like a fifth round TKO, maybe. Um, but it's a close fight, man. I'm a big fan of both these guys. Um, anything could happen. So. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's it as far as my as far as my picks, guys. And uh, as far as bets on this card so far, um, I've got a one unit play on Sean Strickland at minus one twenty five. Uh, couldn't turn couldn't turn down the price, man. I wouldn't blame anybody for taking the plus money on Duplessis. Um, and then I got a two fight parlay that's Malat and Evloyev. It's a plus one hundred seven. That's a one unit play. Um, if there is anything else I add, man, I, I'll, I'll let y'all know. Um, there are some other things that I've been thinking. If if that's the case, and I put put some more up, I'll uh, you can be, you'll be able to see them on my social medias, man. So, uh, and then as far as my parlays go, I've got a I've got a four fight parlay that's Strickland, Evliev, Malat, and Jazdavicius. That's plus three ninety seven. Um, and then to that, I added uh, Katona and Jordan. 
and that's a plus 1,090. That's a six-fight parlay. And then to that, I added uh, Malcolm Gordon and Sam Patterson. That's a plus 4,448. That's an eight-fight parlay. I'll leave it up for a second so you guys can see it. And lastly, I've got a, uh, it's a 10-fight parlay. Um, I added uh, City and Chris Curtis to this one. It's a plus 11,261 parlay. So, yeah, man, uh, I really appreciate all you guys so much, man. And and, uh, thank you all for for caring what I have to say. Um, I picked up, you know, like, you know, 30, 40 subscribers over the break. Because, you know, I put my video out while everybody else wasn't doing anything. So, and my goal is to always get my videos out pretty early, man, because I want you guys to be able to get a good price on the lines, and uh, you know, like I do usually. And uh, I know sometimes shit gets changed whenever I do my videos really early, but uh, I'll do my best to stay on top of it all, man, and and all that. So, uh, but yeah, man, thank you guys so much. Please like and subscribe, man, and and I hope y'all have a great day. I'm out of here.